To another episode of A Thousand and One by One, where normally we take a film out of the book, A Thousand and One Movies You Must See Before You Die, discuss it, analyze it, and ultimately decide whether or not it should be in the book. I'm still Adam. I'm still Ian. We're back. Uh, but We are back. I'm excited it, to be back. It's been a while. Yeah. And Sorry for anybody who was disappointed during our hiatus. It Most, mostly my fault. It's But it's busy. But I was in a show. Yeah. Honestly. Adam I, was in a show. I was in a so show. It worked out. It I was think. great. It was and good. you guys got some great episodes of Below Freezing. Which I want to say to those of you who stuck around, thank you. Yeah. Uh, that is going to be getting its own feed here in a little bit. I need to, you know, do. There's a whole lot of behind the scenes work that you have to do in advance. And then once it's, once it's all set, then like like right now with our show, it's we record, we edit, we post it. And it's now all that. That. Because all the other stuff is behind us, so it's not nearly as difficult. Um, but I needed to do that for the other show. But thank you, yes, for listening. Um, and happy 2020. And happy you'll... 2020. It's still 2019 for us, but you'll Fuck be hearing it. this it, in the new year. It's pretty much 2020. Yeah, pretty I've much. already given up on 2019. Yeah, so it's, it's over. It's fine. Um, so we thought in in, in the, the the lapse of recommends that we normally would have given you in this time, we are just going to do, we're going to come back, we're going to do a special episode to start, and we're going to talk about Ultimately, like the top five things we've seen in the last couple of months with some honorable mentions and maybe some things to avoid, too. Um, so how do you want to start? Where do you want to go? Uh, I don't know. I, I do you want to we, we talked we talked about potentially doing this as a top five list. I don't have them ranked in any kind sure. of order, but I figured I just I throw out. Uh, well, obviously, we're going to talk about the Irishman a little yes. bit more in our in our next big feature episode ab, ab, so that is correct that deserves at this point an honorable mention and yes. we'll come back we'll circle around to the Irish. you'll get a lot more about that when we talk about but that is definitely Bowl. yeah i mean my i'm starting to craft my top 10 of the year me too and the irishman is definitely in the top five maybe second or third place at this point but i haven't seen 1917 yet yeah. i haven't seen a hidden life i'm seeing that actually tomorrow which i heard not i've not heard good things about a hidden life really yeah it seems to be I mean, not a lot of people are seeing that, but that's True. a whole other story with Disney being the complete and other fuckheads that they are. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's but fair. I'm excited. I mean, you know me. I'm I've got a predisposition to Malik. Yeah, anyway. of course. Yeah, I know. So I'm know. I'm very excited for it. But 1917 is the one I will not create my list until after I've seen that. Sure. Unfortunately, I think they pushed that to uh, the 10th of January. It's not getting a wide release oh, until then. That's a bummer. Yeah. Because I was okay. looking forward to seeing that over the, yeah. the Christmas weekend. I was going to back-to-back it with Uncut Gems, which yeah. would have been the most stressful day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to... Yeah, no, I'll, please. I want to throw and take the lead. an honorable honorable mention, only because it's it's not a movie, but um, it was something I, 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 ke- I kept putting it on. And I haven't watched a, a show in a while. And we mentioned this briefly in passing during a, pa- a, a past episode, but I watched, like, in consecutive days... All of Big Mouth, and that show is fucking brilliant. Like all three seasons, all three seasons Jesus. of it. I mean, it is. I found it so goddamn funny and crude and and truthful and and like brutally honest. Yeah, no, it, it, that show cuts to the bone. It is. It is. It is so obscenely realistic. I guess, like, just like like the fact that the characters are speaking their thoughts in the way that they in the way that they do. It's it's hard to even look back and go. Oh fuck, man! I I, I know well, I was like that. There are I'm, parts I'm of me that were like that. I'm in love with Maury. I'm in love with oh. the two, the hormone monsters. Oh, they're great. Oh, is, that, is it uh, Maya Rudolph and? I don't uh, know who does. Oh, the, man, who I'm, does Maury? It's yeah, I'm not, blanking on him. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Same guy that does BoJack Horseman, isn't he? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm blanking on his name, and I feel like an idiot. But I I mean you know season three really great. I, I won't lie, season one and two I I was in and out. No, I still liked it. Season two was was okay. I was starting to get and season three just had me just completely hooked. It was that so good. Was the Florida episode. Oh my god! I went back and I watched that one again. It's it so just, funny. It slayed me. It's great. And we of course talked about um, disclosure. Disclosure. Yes. Yeah, you had that as a recommend. And and eventually it prompted me to. I think actually what it was is it was our gap in the show and I didn't have a lot of. I wasn't trying to catch up on watching things for the pod. So I was like, okay, I've been wanting to watch this. And that was the thing that I watched like in the morning sometimes or at night going to sleep. And I, I mean, I won't say, I mean, it's three seasons. I can't say that I watched it in like a week, but it was the thing that I turned on when I didn't have anything else. And I got through it are pretty they, quick. Are they 12? Are they 10 or 12 episodes? About 10. Yeah. 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 20 I, need, I really do need to go back and rewatch season one. Cause I, I said I was in and out. Liz was watching it, but I was, I was not totally paying attention. I guess I should have been. I, I found the whole thing to be very yeah. good. I'm very excited funny. to go back and actually 
pay attention this time. Yeah. So that that's like a, that's an honorable mention, mostly because it's not a movie. So that that's uh, one one for me. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention for me. Well, I guess it's not an honorable mention. I've been uh, I sent Adam a text a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was Friday the thirteenth. And so uh, all those movies were on sale, and I don't know, I, I had one too many, and I went, ah, fuck it, and I bought all, pretty much all of them, yeah, except for the, the remake and whatever sequels to the remake they've done. But I have one through ten now, or, yeah. or one through X, mm-hmm. the, the space one. Oh, which is, which is great. And I've been slowly, slowly working my way through those. I'm up to, I'm up to five, so I, did, I actually did four last night, and that's the Crispin Glover, Corey Feldman yep. one, and oh, man, fuck me running. We we all know how you feel about Crispin Glover, but oh, he's a crazy fuck. Yeah, that was it. Was a ton of fun. They've been an absolute blast. Going yeah, it, through I those. mean they're they're I mean, they're bad. Yeah, but like we've had well, so much fun watching of, them. I love the sense of continuity that they keep running through them. That they're not just episodic. That there is like this driving thing because they always do like the same way Rocky would always There's do a flashback. Kind to of the a re- last one. yeah yeah yeah. Th- that starts to fade away a little. I'm, bit. I was going to assume so because yeah. I think there's a pretty big gap between at least time wise between four and five because tommy is an adult the yeah. Corey feldman character is, is in, in a, a, a like a teenager in I, the, I think it's at the start of the sixth one yeah. is when uh, he's literally brought back to life because he's struck by lightning yeah oh okay. dude it's oh my god they're they're just ridiculous I we stopped wait. right before he takes manhattan and just because we fell out of the out of the 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 zone of watching. Well, I also them. hear that that one's the worst. Like oh, it, the, I, it certainly might be. It's like a massively missed opportunity. Yeah, but yeah, I've been I've been having fun just sticking them on in the evening. Yeah, getting, why not? Getting a little buzzed and just turning the brain off. They're and, just ridiculous. Yeah, we we were in that zone not too long ago because it was Christmas time and we put on reindeer games. Oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So it's bad. got my boy Gary Sinise in it though. Oh yeah, going full Sinise. And awesome. I, I do love me some Garrison. I think I don't know. I think Ransom is one of the most Ransom's good. One of the most underrated films, yeah, ever overlooked. That's Ron yeah. Howard, right? Ron Howard, yeah, yeah. that's a yeah, ov- totally overlooked movie. Uh, and good. right after Apollo thirteen, so mm-hmm. Ron Howard, right at, at like as he yeah. at his height. But funny too, because he famously won the DGA that year for Apollo thirteen, and then didn't even get nominated for the Oscar. Oh really? Yeah. That's got to be pretty that's rare. A, we, yeah, it is. It's it's fucking really rare. Um, so so uh, Ben Affleck happened. It, that's that's like the only other time recently. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the uh, with Argo. Argo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was just a travesty. I don't remember what won in twenty thirteen. Well, and the winning best director. Yeah, it was Ang Lee for Life of Pi. No comment. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there too. No, no fucking comment. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in with my first like real uh, recommend. Yeah. Um. And uh, did, you, did you rank your? Is this I, I actually did rank. Yeah, okay, okay, all right. If that's, I mean, I did. Yeah. yeah. So my my fifth would be uh, the report. Oh, excellent! It's on Prime. Yeah. Um, uh, I uh, I double featured that with Marriage Story, so I had myself an Adam Driver evening. Which and you'll hear Marriage Story is higher on my list. I um, was I was going to assume so. But uh, yeah, the report um, is essentially about the the torture report that came out um, in the early tens or it kind of started started in the late aughts and then started yeah. came into yeah, yeah. more of five a thing. years he put into it and I, I i found it really interesting the way that it referenced a lot of things in pop culture it referenced zero dark 30 and, and other things that were going on and i just adam driver is is really very natural in whatever performance and role he's he's taking on and i just i liked him in it i liked annette benning i mean and it really is a stacked cast um People who are only in it oh, for a couple John of Hamm, scenes. John right? Hamm, he's Corey only got Stoll. like two or three scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, I love Corey Stoll. I fell in love with him that first season first, of House yeah, of Cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, he's only in it for one real scene. But even then, he's—I thought he was bringing it. Um, I've heard a lot of mixed things about Annette Bening in this in this uh, movie. I get that she she serves a specific purpose, but I thought she was good in it. Um, I found the movie to be really interesting. I I really liked. I mean, I kind of knew about it, but not to the extent that this. Um, movie goes into more more detail about and we haven't had a really good movie like this in in several years there was a if you remember like 20 2006 there was a whole slew of these types of like syriana and uh fair play yeah with uh with, uh, with state of play no right? fair, fair play with uh, oh, Sean Sean Penn. Penn. i never saw that it's it's pretty good okay um there was another one lions for lambs with tom cruise and okay Street. Uh, redacted was another one there was mm-hmm. just a whole slew mm-hmm. of these you know conflicts coming out of the second gulf war and yeah. cover-ups here at home and 
It 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 felt like late two thousands, early twenty tens when when the when the report came out. Yeah, it was yeah. Nice I was, to, it was nice to have one of these sort of expose films again. I was really I was going back and forth between this and the laundromat that's on Netflix. That's I saw that Soderbergh movie. Um, and that sorry, very good. I saw that too, and it at that the laundromat did nothing for me. I couldn't. I honestly couldn't tell you anything that happens in it. It left such a little I, impression I on me. I enjoyed it. I really liked. Um, uh, Banderas and um, oh my god, what? Gary Oldman. The Gary Oldman, yeah, yeah. going through. I, I really like them as sort of our, our, our interesting narrators who end up essentially being the villains of the movie. Um, I thought Meryl Streep, I thought Meryl Streep gave a really great performance that is going to go totally overlooked. Um, I thought she was like, I, I think this is better than The Post. I think it's better than anything she's done in the last couple of years, and I think it's going to get totally. I think the Netflix attention is going to go towards the other big movies this year that they did Irishman marriage story two popes things like that well her doing um, the uh, brown face is not exactly I don't think yeah that's not that, that's not great yeah but I, I again there's part of me that enjoys that I didn't know that it was her yeah. I, I I was con- I did not know that yeah. going into it um but yeah so the report's on prime if you have it I I, well, I really recommend it I, I I was engaged it's not I think these movies can be can get a little long and be too detailed and it, it can kind of get boring in a way um, but I found this to be it kept my interest uh, it, it kept showing glimpses of what they were talking about over over um, in, in the Middle East and it even had that kind of sense of all the president's men where Tim Blake Nelson I'm, comes up and I'm glad you said that because I was uh, I actually it prompted me to rewatch all the president's men I hadn't seen that in about Five or six years at it's, least. It's good. Yeah, I watched yeah. it about about two years ago. Yeah, it's a good movie. I'm excited to do an episode on that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Um, so yeah, that I would. So my five, uh, whatever is um is is the report. Well, um, as far as my five, and again, they're not ranked. But yeah. the first one that I would throw out there is actually kind of a follow up to our Elephant episode, and I wish that I had found this film uh, to pair with Elephant because they would have been excellent compare and contrast. Uh, movies uh, Polytechnic uh, which is streaming on Prime it's uh, one of Denis Villeneuve yeah okay one of his early films and it's actually based on a real school shooting that happened at a technical college in Canada uh, in the mid to late 80s yeah and it's everything Elephant is not <laughs> if, if anybody if you listen to our episode on Elephant you'll know exactly what I'm talking about it deals with a school shooting and this kind of trauma and uh the psychological impacts on both the victims and the the perpetrators exceptionally well. Yeah, um, I don't have a ton to say, but I don't want to ruin it for you because I know sure. you're you're gonna love it. Yeah, um, but as Good. soon as you can, definitely see Polytechnic. And okay, you can, you can really see. You know, now that we've had a few a few films out of Denis and seen that he is, I think, the director of the decade. Hard, hard to deny. Yeah, yeah, it's it really is. But it's a toss up between uh, him and PT Anderson for me. Um, I don't think PT did enough. Doesn't it, he, doesn't it he only have the two? It would have been nice to have a few more out of him. Yeah, uh, Phantom Thread, The Master. Wasn't there some? Oh, Inherent Vice. Oh, you see, and that's that knocks down. Really? Yeah, I loved Inherent Vice. Yeah, that that cracked my ten best of the year. But you got twenty fourteen. I mean, I mean, so I, yeah. I mean, as much as I love The Master, and as much as I like phantom thread i mean sicario arrival yeah i mean prisoners no i no push, push comes to shove i'm going with denise yeah me too <laughs> um but i'm just again a sucker for pt anderson anyway oh, it's, oh, it's really totally. nice to see it in retrospective of the work that he's done over the last decade because polytechnic came out in 09 um and to see you know it's like watching early hitchcock you know you could tell that he was destined for greatness that yeah this was like the step or or an early Kubrick you know something like uh the killing or paths of glory like you knew holy sure. shit this guy is whatever it is he has it yeah and yeah. let's just hope that he is allowed to can you know express yeah. himself totally yeah. yeah awesome I've seen it yeah I've seen it when I've searched like eight yeah, 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 films yeah. or whatever like I, I've seen it pop up as prime and I just it's for whatever reason you know yeah, it, it, I would definitely bump that up great. your radar great awesome um so so my four uh, is one that I only watched a couple days ago. It was a new one that we kind of added to our Christmas routine, and I really enjoyed the hell out of watching this movie. And I'm talking about Bad Santa. Had you not seen? I had never seen it before. You're kidding me. No, it's it. Newer Christmas movies tend to just kind of go past yeah, me because yeah. I really do like the ones I like from you know Christmas Story, 
and Another Two Wonderful Life and things like That's that. That's just mind blowing to me that you haven't that you hadn't seen Bad Santa before. I, I'd seen like bits and pieces on TV, but yeah. I never sat down to watch it. And uh, now, which cut did you watch? Because there's three cuts, and apparently they are all vastly different. Oh, I don't. I, mine says. Badder Santa on it. Okay, so that's I think that's just the extended cut sure. of the theatrical. That might be. Yeah. Uh, there apparently there is a director's cut as well, which really pulls a lot of the humor and lightheartedness out of it. And apparently it's dark as fuck oh. and a completely different movie. Um, oh god, I, I don't I don't know that I would have liked that because yeah. I I was really laughing my ass off. And th- th- you know it's funny to even talk about this in the movie, but like I remember Billy Bob. I think maybe I want to say maybe he was nominated for a Globe for this for comedy. Um. And I think that's well deserved because this is this is Billy Bob's best performance. Not having seen Sling Blade, you you haven't seen Sling Blade. I've never seen Sling oh, Blade. Oh, okay, that's 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 yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, but would you, would you rank it up there as far as his performances? I think uh, yes. Most most maybe mostly because it's so uniquely different than anything else he's ever done. Um, but with Bad Santa, what I what I like so much about it was that even when he ended up doing kind of some better things at the end, he was still a dick. Like it, it, I it, in a weird way he had a really big character arc without changing who he was, which I yeah it's I a really real, liked. It's that's a tight that character is a real tightrope. Yeah, I mean he's he's a piece of shit. Yeah, you cannot help but like laugh at him and and I mean there's a I mean even even the, the, I love the comedic editing sometimes of it's like at the end it's after the first heist before they move they get to Arizona and we meet the other people that are good, like Bernie Mac and John Ritter and all them and Bernie Mac oh no Bernie Mac is sensational oh he's he's hysterical it's his best work um where he catches the kid stealing the video games yeah i think that scene and when he's getting his uh his foot's rubbed yeah yeah the the pedicure just destroys me every time i just i i i I don't know i found it i found it really entertaining very funny total i mean i totally was engaged my my biggest issue with the movie isn't even about the movie itself so if you if you were to look at the cover of it, it would be I, I think in this order, but I, I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure it went Billy Bob Thornton, Lauren Graham, John Ritter, and Bernie Mac. That's who's across the top of it. I believe his name is Tony Cox. Yeah, he's, he's the not, little person. Yeah, he's not, not on the cover. That's at all. I'm, his, that, his image is on the cover, but his name is it's not. Hor- that's horseshit. It is. He is, he is legitimately second build in that movie. Yeah, he is the co lead of that movie. Yeah, I realize it's. It, I mean, co lead maybe is a strong, but like on the call sheet, he's number two. He's number two on the call sheet, and I found it. Yeah, as far as the people with really the most most number of scenes, it's it's Billy Bob and then Tony Cox. I mean, yeah, I, I, yes, I, I he deserved more recognition. Oh, absolutely. For the movie. Um, yeah, I'm but, glad you brought that up. But I, I, I mean, we've we've definitely found a new movie to oh, add yeah, this, to the, this the one Christmas is heavily repertoire in our ro- rotation yeah. at Christmas time. Yeah, uh, and it took me a long time to get there. I mean, we 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 also watched Christmas Vacation, which I had never seen. The original, the one with Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get. I mean, if if I had seen it at the time, I'm sure it would have been. Oh, there's so many you know, of that era, the late '70s, early '80s comedies for me. Like, yeah, no, I Spinal Tap's one of them. Fucking Stripes. Like, I I get it. I yeah. get why people dig them. But I I don't think I ever mentioned this on air. But that's how I felt about Caddyshack. Oh, I was like, definitely. Okay. Caddyshack, I, I would put way. There are balance. moments that are that are funny, but as a whole, I'm like, no, nah, it's okay. Yeah. It's only it's only okay. Yeah. Come at me. I don't care. Um, so yeah, Bad Santa. That's my number four. Ian, That's great, man. I'm, what about? I'm really excited you saw that. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, I've got Motherless Brooklyn. Ooh, okay. Uh, the Edward Norton yeah. second film as director, one that he was trying to make for, I don't know, like 12 years. Yeah, quite a He's while. He's been trying to make this movie. I, I think it was the first time that I heard about it. I listened to an interview with him and um, uh, Sean Fennessy from The Ringer about it. It was a really, really nice conversation they had about it. Yeah, he was on Marin as well. He didn't really talk too much about the movie. He, I mean, he went off on his own tangent and talked about a lot of other things. But yeah. you kind of related to the film in a roundabout way because they were talking about the gentrification of New York and the bullshit about how they would build, you know, they to get to Brighton Beach or whatever, uh, I don't know, Rockaway Beach or whatever some of those those beaches out there are. They would, you know, they'd build the freeways to them, but in poorer areas, they would build the bridges too low for buses to get under. And that's really what some of the driving force behind the whole thing. That's not something that was really in a lot of the advertising but that's sort of the underlying message of, of this movie and what he sort of discovers is happening in the city. We, you know, Alec Baldwin wielding sort of unlimited power and what he's doing. Uh, it, it's, it's a, he's a really interesting character based on a real person who did do a lot 
for New York, but mm-hmm. also did some really shitty things to, you know, the lower classes. Yeah. Or the, the poorer people at the time. Anyway, Norton is as good, if not better, than you would expect him to be. I mean, you really feel him living in this character. There are the great character beats of him, you know, fighting the Tourette's and the, the picking at his, his sleeve and trying to, you know, reconcile words in his head and there's these lovely moments where he goes to a jazz club and it's the jazz music that helps him censor himself nice um and just a great overall cast as well i already mentioned alec baldwin yeah willem dafoe in there bruce willis ethan Suplay is in it oh yeah um i can't pronounce her name the female lead in it i'm gonna butcher it so i won't try but um yeah, no, I really, I'm glad that I went out of my way to go see it because it was like one week only. Yeah, kind of thing. Like, I can. Yeah, I, it, come and see it, or you're gonna miss definitely it. Definitely came and went. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. Is, which is a shame because I think it's a movie that's gonna get completely passed by it at every award ceremony, and that's a real shame because Edward Norton has done something really, really special. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I heard. I, I guess mixed things, but it seems mostly mostly good. I think I think it's out on digital and Blu-ray at the end of January anyway, nice. so it's it's coming around pretty nice. quick. Uh, my number three is Marriage Story. Well, good. Um, that's uh, that's uh, probably would have been my the next one that I would have talked about. So let's just keep on trucking. Yeah. So I, I can't say that I'm a big Noah Baumbach fan, but I say yeah, that Squid and, uh, was it Squid and the Whale? That's the only one I've seen. Yeah, that didn't do a whole lot for me. Like I get it. Yeah, but. Um, I, but this movie, I, I, this, uh, you know, people have been calling it you know, sort of this generation's Kramer versus Kramer, and I, I get, I get that in terms of it, it's dealing with a divorce. But that is, for me, yeah, I thought about that as well, and that is really selling it short. Uh, I, I agree, I agree, because I think we've talked briefly about Kramer versus Kramer. I brought it up during the Apocalypse Now episode. Right, yeah, right. um, I, I just think it's a bit, it's a little cliched, and it really undersells Meryl Streep's character in the movie. For me, um, this movie, fuck, dude, is uh, it's it's great. Um, I think the performances in it are fantastic. Uh, if, if Adam Driver doesn't win Best Actor, I'm gonna fucking riot. It's gonna be. I, I've never, I haven't been as excited for a Best Actor race in a long time because I think it's gonna be fucking loaded. Um, and he's great. I, 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 I mean, what a year for him. We talk about the report and this and Skywalker, which I haven't seen and I don't really care about it, but I understand like pop culturally how huge that is. Do you is. want to do a quick tangent? Cause I did see it. Uh, I sure. I'm fucking glad it's over. Great. I, I'm sure I'll feel that way too. Cause yeah. I, I really don't care. Yeah. I, I stopped giving a shit about that movie. Not as quickly as last Jedi, but about 30 minutes in, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. See, and I, I like anything I, that's happening. I like hearing how much people didn't like last Jedi. Cause I did. Of yep. the new trilogy, which I haven't seen the newest one, but I, I get the feeling it's going to be my favorite. Yeah. Um, but so, so yeah. Uh, Marriage Story, I, you know, I won't say a lot about it because it's on Netflix and you, I think obviously you should go see it. I just, I'm going to, I'm going to call out a couple of uh, really particularly great moments in the movie. Um, the way that it kind of opens and closes. Um, oh, the, I was, I was a wreck. Ten minutes in. The, the, the letters, which I'll, I will keep it at that, but the letters are, are great. But it's it's Adam Driver reading the other one later in the movie um, is just it, it I it knocked me out. I mean it was it was fantastic. Um, and I'm such a sucker for Company anyway by Steve, Stephen Sondheim musical that the fact that two songs were in it made tickled my fancy a bit because Company Company. I mean I, he, I know Sondheim did did Into the Woods and Sweeney Todd and he's done a bunch of great things, but Company may be my favorite. Of his musicals, so that's one of those songs is what the one that Adam Driver sings, and then where where does the other it's one? It's the one where uh, Scarlett Johansson and her sister and her mom are singing. You oh. could drive a person crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's also from Company. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I just, I mean, you know, and, and I, I feel like it's getting memed to death, which yeah. I, I realize is a problem with just this time anyway. Yeah. But don't if you haven't seen it, don't let that deter you. Um, I, I think that this is a, a. a a very well-made movie um, with with performances that heighten everything. The direction, the direction's fine. I mean, I, I don't. Noah Baumbach is more of a writer anyway, and that's very clear when you see this movie. Yeah, um, it's not a flashy movie. He just no. lets the story tell itself and lets the actors do their thing. Yeah. in order to serve the story. Uh, while just we're, while so we're many talking scenes. About, yeah, just while we're talking about it being memed to death, one thing that I've noticed on because I, you know, 
I'm on Twitter and, and running the Twitter account. And as I'm on there, just kind of wasting time and looking at, you know, other film related yeah. posts. Um, so anybody who thinks that scene, they're big, the big blow up, the big fight scene after the lawyers have gotten involved and things have started getting nasty and scrappy. If you think that's overacting and if you think that fight isn't real, what nice, safe, sheltered lives you all must lead. Because <laughs> uh, go fuck yourselves. Get off your phone, get off your computer, go outside and have an interaction with another fucking human being. Please, yeah. please. Yeah. Because I... I know that I have had fights that have been apocalyptic. Oh, I, yeah. I, that, I feel like that's that's life. Yeah. I mean, it's and we. I think we actively avoid. We try to avoid moments oh, like course. that. But there are times where it just gets, for whatever reason, it gets to be too much, and that that shit happens. Yeah. And and believe me, I'm on I'm on no one's side in this movie. I, I think it does a really good job of that. Yeah. No, it does an excellent job of keeping you neutral. And it, it really. I, I, sorry, I, I do not mean to interrupt you, but I do think this does a really good job of shifting blame to the lawyers. Like, yes. there's a lot of like, sh- like, like we're not well, really. Yeah, I love their naivety about how they think this is going to go, yeah. and then the second they get the lawyers involved, the whole fucking thing falls apart. When again, again, another great scene is basically Laura Dern and Ray Liotta going at it in court, yeah. and I'm like, oh fuck, it's just, oh man. I hope this brings Ray Liotta back. I really, he, you I know what? He, I know he's only in well. It. He never went away. Well, but. no, but I know he's only in it like two scenes, really. But fuck, he's bringing it. Yeah. So and and Alan Alda's bringing it. You know, Laura Dern's bringing it. Everybody's bringing I, it. I will say, I do hope Laura Dern doesn't sink into a groove here with this because she's essentially playing the same a, a version of the character that she played in Big Little Lies. That type of, okay. of woman. I haven't. I haven't seen that, but that sounds that sounds accurate. Yeah. So, so the, that was like, was that? Like I mean, she, oh. Big Little Lies is fantastic. You must. Oh, I've heard. See, oh, I've heard it's good. The the final episode of season two, in the same way that ma- Marriage Story leveled me, it did the same. Okay. I was I was a fucking wreck, and in a way that was more visible than usual. And yeah. Liz actually just held me. Yeah. During that last episode, because I just I was shaking. Wow. Physically shaking. I didn't. I had one of the most visceral reactions to something that I've had in in years. So yeah. Big Little Lies is an absolute must. Yeah. In the same Great. way that Marriage Story is an absolute must. Yeah. Like, I I I don't know how else to say it. That's how I've been describing it to people. Is it leveled me. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, I hope they both win. Actor oh. And actress. Yeah, I, I I think I think as far as performances goes, his is a little stronger. I think I I'm not gonna say that one has more work to do than the other. Yeah, but I Adam Driver I, man, he his his half is is heartbreaking. Yeah, because he genuinely believes one thing that I don't think that she has been upfront with him about. Sure, sure, yeah, and and to watch that ideology sort of crumble around him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um, so my my number two is one that I I'd seen on Netflix on on one of the ribbons for like ever, forever, and I've avoided it. And I listened to this um podcast. They were talking about like the best the best horror films of the decade, and it was just these these people. Um, they were allowed to do one from each year, and as an honorable mention, one they brought up this movie, and it's not a horror film. It's definitely a thriller. But I we finally watched it. So glad we did. Um, have you ever seen The Invitation? Was that the uh, M. Night Shyamalan? No, am I thinking of something else? That may be The Visit? The Visit, yeah, I think it was The Visit. So The Invitation is, a, I believe her name is Karen Kusama. Um, she directed, uh, she directed a couple of things, but it's, it's more independent stuff that she's done. So this movie is um, about this this essentially this dinner party and uh we we kind of focus on this one guy and he's he's going to his old house his his wife lives there with her new boyfriend and they separated because their son and this is this is mostly backstory so i'm like i don't think i'm giving too much weight but their son died and that's sort of what it's sort of what drove them apart and and the husband who we follow through the movie um hasn't been back to the house since but it's sort of a gathering of friends and it's supposed to be kind of a, 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 a nice congenial night, but you realize that they've, they've kind of been brought for uh, not sinister reasons, but, but definitely not just to, to get together. And 
the the wife the ex-wife and her new boyfriend are basically trying to sell these people into what seems to be like a cult and they have another friend of theirs show up and sort of again talk about what it is this mo- but the great thing is that it's really just the husband who seems to be sensing that something is wrong and this movie this is already feeling like it's got a bit of a get out flavor maybe a, a, a little bit yeah a little bit um but with less less sort of um Social commentary, big big issues yeah, it's dealing yeah. with, and it's more just about like the personal uh, of this too, of these of this of these people. Um, but it it walks this tightrope of what what with Get Out, I feel like you know something's wrong. This movie walks such a it's it's like wait, it, is something fucked up going on, or is it really just all in this guy's head? And it's, it's you, you don't know where the tipping it's, point it's is. It's the you're emotion not, of you, you're not looking for the tipping point. Whereas in Get Out, you're kind of you're just yeah, waiting for it to um, happen. And uh, fuck me, this movie knocked me on my ass. I was I was so hooked. I I I it, I, I kind of wanted to watch it again right after. Um, and it's been on Netflix forever. And I just I've always like eh, I'm gonna not. I'm just gonna go past it. And I I don't know why. I just decided to put it on. And oh. I was one that I watched with Melissa. It was so it was so good. I've been really been singing its praises a lot because I just I love I love a good thriller. I love to not know what's going to happen next, which is going to lead into my number one. Um, I love to to be with the characters, or, or I just I just love to not know where the story is going to go. Um, and I I cannot recommend the invitation enough. Like it's fucking awesome. Great. And I can't say much because it, it is yeah. a thriller, and yeah. there are kind of some twists and turns, and you don't know how it's going to go. Um, I, I, I should, I'm going to tell you to watch it, and I'm going to all I'm going to say is, wait, wait for the Red Lanterns. All right, yeah. Red Lanterns, Red Lanterns. I dig it. All right, so what do you got for us? This is my number two. Yeah, the Lighthouse, which I did on a double feature. Kind of with my number one, and I I texted you about it. I was kind of like, okay, yeah. So I know what your number one is. So you know what's coming. Yeah. Um, now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna this did. I've seen the lighthouse. Yeah, I've and? seen it. It's not in my top five. Right. But 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 you. I'll, it, it I'll jump might, in right now without having seen a couple other things. I want to see the lighthouse is definitely gonna break into my top ten of the year. Okay. It was as weird as I wanted it to be, and so much more so. Uh, yes. Yeah, I just man from the second it started, and and anybody who's seen The Witch, it's the same yeah. director as Robert Eggers. I actually I bought it in a two pack with uh, with The Witch because it got released on digital just a couple days ago. Oh, and they, okay. they released okay. it with it. You you buy both of them together gotcha. for a discounted price. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'd love The Witch. I'll I'll own that as well. But yeah. man, The Lighthouse, I love the 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 Academy aspect ratio. The, yes. the one point three three to one. Yeah. Uh, and the just really high contrast black and white in oh, some was, sequences. Yes. It's just, st- one, it's stunning to look at. I agree. And then you have these two insane performances. Oh, I it's fantastic. I really feel like they let Wait, them hold off on. the I'm leash. Gonna, I'm going to step back from the mic a little bit. Hark! <laughs> Hark! Triton! <laughs> Why'd you spill your beans? Oh, man. Oh, man. I loved it so much. It, it I... I I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, not as much as these others, which is why it's not on my on my list. Um, and I do think, I mean, Willem and and Robert Pattinson are given some great performances. Yeah, I think they'll go and overlooked they so well together. Yeah. Oh no, I I, I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, and again, sort of like the witch and like some other like kind of like the invitation. Like it, it, what's real and what's not. Uh, your timeline. I love when when Willem even sort of puts like even asks like, "Have you been here for two days? Have we been here for five weeks? Like, yeah. do, do you know what's going on?" And uh, yeah, and it, oh, and his accent as well just drove well, me crazy. Both I loved of them. It. They yeah. both had some something yeah. going on. But but Willem's though. I mean, you really don't. I mean, don't look away or don't you know get distracted. I mean, you're gonna miss great dialogue that is delivered just insanely. Uh, I. And I, I do, I think, I mean, there are so many things about this movie that I like and, and really appreciate. I love that it's, it's a two-hander. I love that it's pretty much one location. 
I, I do beautiful I, set too. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if that's a real lighthouse or whether they built that. Oh God, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, I would not be surprised because wait, didn't we hear? Was it on the witch they so built the everything? Witch. Well, not only did they build, they started to build it, and then they rebuilt it with. Well, they built the tools yes. that they would have had, it, and then used those tools to build the set. I would not be surprised that there was something similar oh, to yeah. this. Yeah. Um. And I and I I will say that I. I Robert Eggers has definitely edged himself into uh, more of a what, what am I trying to say? Not like it, it, it's it's a it's a tension horror, but there's nothing that really there's no jump scares. There's no yeah he doesn't ghouls and goblins. It's if you were to ask him if he thinks he's a horror filmmaker, I I wouldn't be surprised to hear him say no because yeah. they're they're not they're not really horror. Films. No, they're I don't about think they a are. Time and a place. And, you know, really an incident and whether that incident is horrific or not, I guess that's really up to you to decide. Yeah. It, it seems like it's a, like psychological tension and and deciding if what we've seen is real or not. Um, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> and, and not to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but how shocking was the seagull scene? Which at, one? At the, at the cistern. The one where he catches it? The one where he gets a hold of the seagull. How? Oh, it's That is brutal. Yeah. Oh, whoa, totally. And the, the, totally. the final shot, the final shot of the film shook me, like really, really shook me. It's it, such a stark, beautiful, strangely horrific image. But again, it's it's one of those things where, uh, and I, I'll try to tiptoe around it too, but when he finally gets into the lighthouse, the jump from, from that kind of to the end, it's like, wait, what though? Wait, how? There's really no other way for it to end. No, no, no. I, but I mean, but how do we get from one to the other? Right. Like, there's a lot. There's some jumps, which I don't, I don't mind because this is the kind of movie where I think we're meant to fill them in and and be frustrated by them and and kind of have to fill in the blanks to that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a trip. It's so good. It was a good. trip. I, I certainly liked it more than the witch. I was yes. I found the dialogue and the acting more compelling. Well, I this. feel like the the witch is this is the next. This is the natural progression from the witch. That the witch is him kind of figuring out who he is as a director and what yeah. his style is and what kind of stories he wants to tell. And the, and the lighthouse is him going, okay, I figured it out on this one. Now I'm going to let loose and show you the movie yeah. that I really want to show you. Yeah. It's uh, it's just unique. And I mean, in a decade that's been full of unique and new voices coming out, I mean, this really stands among them. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I would agree. I am so excited for whatever the hell he's going to do next. I have a, I, I, I have a dishonorable mention I'd like to bring up. Go for it. Did you see Six Underground? I did not. <laughs> How bad is it? <laughs> um, I mean, is it like Pearl Harbor bad? No, 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 no. I because I I loathe Pearl Harbor. Um, no, no, no. I Six Underground is like, um, it's like they they gave they gave Michael Bay all the money and all the coke, and like just oh, all the coke, yeah, all the coke, and said do whatever you fucking want to do. Um, it's entertaining well, in the way... Well, exactly. We're letting Scorsese do it with the Irishman. Yeah. Why can't Michael Bay do yeah. it? I mean, if Netflix has the cash to throw it around, fuck it. Why yeah. not? Well, and they got the right... The It's uh, Rhett Reese and uh, someone, Werner, I can't remember his first name, but the guys that wrote Deadpool wrote this as well. Oh, so, gotcha. Gotcha. No, I've, I've heard it's funny in the same ways that Deadpool is funny, that very quick yeah. Ryan Reynolds-like dialogue. And, of course, he's in it. Yes, yes. And and they it, it caters to him, um, and it's there's a lot... I mean... The opening ten to fifteen minutes is like one extended car chase shootout, and it's, it's, it is eye candy. It's like visual pleasure. There's no substance, and where they try to do it, 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 it's so unnecessary. Um, but I, I just wanted to bring it up because it is something that I, <laughs> that I saw that was just kind of. Should I should I do a dishonorable mention? Oh, if you got we, one before I, we jump into I, the number one, I'd love it. This is going to be a hot take. Ooh. A real, real hot take. Now there were a couple of movies. Uh, there's a handful of this movie of movies on this list that I was disappointed. I'll just mention, but Beyond the Black Rainbow, I watched that. The guy who did Mandy, okay, his an earlier film of his, which was not impressive at all. Sure. Um, the fifteen seventeen to Paris was just as bad as I imagined it was going to be. <laughs> uh, one that surprised me was Gloria Bell. Uh, Julianne Moore and John Turturro. It's a remake of, I believe, a Spanish film about a, a middle aged woman who. Uh, is going out to clubs and still trying to be very youthful um, and her relationships and things like that really, really didn't move me at all. Um, 
Another one was Dolomite is my name. I was really looking forward to Eddie Murphy's triumphant R-rated return, and yeah, it just it, it just, there was something missing from it. I appreciate like all the work and and that went into it. And it really felt like a, a period piece, but there's just it was overlong and overindulgent. And I mean, I'm glad that he's he's talking about coming back and doing more movies like this. And of course, we've got coming to America the second yeah is coming out next year yep. and he's been hinting that he may try stand up again so I mean I would I would willingly put myself into temporary debt to go see him <laughs> perform live because I I those those two raw and then what's the other one um I don't the I, one in, the one in the red leather yeah I, two, that two of the best stand-ups of all time but yeah. um Ford versus Ferrari yeah did not do it for me really was genuinely disappointed I mean it's a it's I laughed, and I on, I was very, on a very surface level had a good time. Sure, uh, Christian Bale, of course, is great, and I think he's probably going to get some buzz and some attention for what he did in that. I mean, there's a couple of great sequences which were all in the trailer, but when you it, the movie really should be called uh, Shelby versus Ford because that's the main conflict. I mean, Le yeah. Mans '66 and and trying to compete with Ferrari is such a it's such a, a subplot it's such a secondary thing i mean i really was hoping and i don't know why i'm being stupid uh i i anticipated that it would be a much more balanced story and of course it's not the enzo ferrari and the the italian guys are all reduced to it's a me a mario type of <laughs> yelling angry mustachioed italian men and it's 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 really disappointing in that regard because i was hoping for Something that was a bit more fairly balanced, and something that really talked about their their struggles as car makers to try and win this most coveted of racing prizes, the yeah. Mans, and, and specifically this one in '66, where Ford was trying to inspire confidence in their brand again. And they talk about it a lot in the movie that they want the name Ford to be synonymous with victory again, uh, which at this point in the in the early and middle '60s it just wasn't anymore. Yeah, um, and. It's produced by Michael Mann. It's ended up being directed by... Uh, James Mangold. James Mangold, who is a serviceable enough director. He's directed some really fine movies, mm-hmm. but this is, this is I feel like, most of the reason why it's been reduced to just surface-level fun rather than an important film, which it could have been. Uh, it's produced by Michael Mann, and I feel like had those roles been reversed, we would have had a much better movie. And, yeah. and if anybody needs it, Michael Mann hasn't delivered a good movie in better part of a decade well i mean he's also been absent i mean he hasn't really made anything like producing yeah and he had really bad luck with that show luck on hbo that's true that's true his last film black hat was just a disaster from end to end i I haven't seen it i don't think i can because mike i i hold him up to such esteem that i i don't want to i don't want to see it black hat i i struggle even with with public enemies i go back and forth on whether i enjoy that film or not i did too it's not great yeah yeah not fantastic yeah i would agree so, I mean, really, as far as overall quality goes, we haven't gotten something amazing from Michael Mann since Collateral. Yeah. We're talking 15, 16 years now. Yep. So, I yep. mean, I really feel like he should have stepped up to the plate on this one because he, he could have made something special out of this. I hope I hope he's just got something that he's been working on, something that's really personal. And, well, this and this was one of them. This film has been... Oh, was it? Yeah, this film oh, okay. has been in development for, for several years, as I understand it. All right, all right. So it's, it's, that's a shame. So yeah. that's my dishonorable mention, which I know will be a, an unpopular opinion. But, but I mean, it, but it didn't strike a chord with you. No, it didn't. That's fine. Didn't touch me. So before before we get to our number ones, I just want to say that uh, a, a friend of mine has a screener copy of your number one. So I will be seeing it very soon. Oh, excellent. Very soon. Nice. My number one we watched two nights ago. It's Parasite. Oh, son of a bitch. I wanted to see this so bad. Because um, I texted you about that yes. as well. That the yeah. Seattle film... Critics had given it what uh, director picture? Uh, did they give it ensemble cast? I, I don't. Think as well, I don't they gave remember. they gave it about five awards. So, and but the thing you mentioned about trailers, I I have really, avo- I avoid trailers now like the fucking plague, um, because I, I feel like most of the time they give away too much. I don't want to know what's going to happen. Well, I just saw that trailer for uh, Just Mercy, and mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen the movie. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't need to see that now. Um and 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 maybe it's just because we're we're movie dorks anyway and we we kind of follow directors and actors and things and and um the, you know, the we rough, don't... the Ruffalo one was another one Dark Water. Dark Water. I wanted to see and then I saw the trailer and went, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. 
Um, so I've I've only heard good things about Parasite. I really knew nothing about it. Nothing about it. Avoided trailers. I, I mean, I know Bong Joon Ho. I've only seen Snowpiercer, but I know he's done a bunch of stuff, and I'm I'm interested to see oh, it. Snowpiercer's so good. I like Snowpiercer a lot. Um, but this movie is. I I just want to I want to say that if you're hearing the buzz about it, it's totally fucking justifiable. Um, and I mentioned this when I was talking about Invitation. Like I like not knowing where the movie's gonna go. Um. It's, it's, it's kind of comedic at times. Um, it's heartbreaking at times. It's tense. It's violent. It's interesting. When you think you've got a beat on where things are going, there's a big fucking turn. Um, well, so for me, other than all the buzz that it's been getting, um, I've tried to avoid, I haven't seen a trailer for it and I've pretty much tried to avoid the plot. Do you have like a very basic synopsis that you can, um, I, I will do my bet. So I would say in terms of like really shitty plot descriptions, we we basically follow this family, uh, definitely lower to middle class uh, in Korea. And for whatever reason, they're all kind of they're It's it's a, you know, mother and a, and a father and a son and a daughter. Um, and they're they're all kind of out of work. They're just basically scraping by. And it's it's basically you're seeing them try to ascend to a, a higher level socially right and how they do it is very interesting but then this this movie really does say a lot about class and social status and um and and you know how much how much should we how much do we care about others you know versus just you know our immediate family our immediate circle i don't i yeah i don't even want to say much about it i i, I only because if I say, if I kind of say how they, how they ascend or the jobs that they get, it really starts to like, oh, wait, wait, I see maybe where this is going to go. And there's a big twist I wouldn't be able to, to explain anyway, but um, I, I don't know. I, it, it was, it kept me enraptured the entire time. Um, and the way it sort of had comedy mixed in with these really tense moments and some fucking heartbreaking moments and it, you know, and and I get I was I was very surprised how much Melissa liked it too. Um, I mean, we both just totally responded to this movie, and uh, it it you know as we're talking about kind of slowly building our top ten, and and you know th- things don't come out as readily here, and I it's hard for me to see movies all the time, but this this is a potential number one. Oh wow! I mean, it's really that's good. that's, that's great it's, to hear. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I, I do think there's going to be like a something else wins best picture and maybe he, maybe Bong wins best director or something because it's I don't know man it's it's really well it, good. it seems like it's a lock for foreign oh I would I would at think this so point but there's buzz that it could it could be the first film to do both picture and foreign picture I I, I would not be surprised I wouldn't be surprised wow yeah that's great so that that is my number one and I'm very excited to see your number one. Well, my number one, as you already know, Uncut Gems, which I saw the the day after Christmas and made for the most stressful film-going experience I can recall in quite some time. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Adam Sandler plays this uh, this uh, jewelry dealer uh, who has some serious gambling problems and some, some other problems at home with a, a separation and, and living between his house and his apartment where he has one of his young members of staff living with him and... Uh, Kevin Garnett plays a, a huge role in the film. Yeah. There's this the whole plot with this black opal that he's managed to get out of some Ethiopian uh, mine, uh, which is quite the, the topic of controversy, especially when he lends Kevin Garnett said opal because Kevin Garnett starts to see, you know, he has the magical thinking sort of around this rock, this, this you know, precious stone. Uh, the opening is incredible um it starts in the ethiopian mine and then there's this beautiful shot going inside the opal which is all computer generated and it and it feels like looking inside a universe i mean it's all these beautiful bright vibrant colors and we're moving inside of it and then we pull out to a medical procedure that i won't ruin for you or anybody that hasn't seen it yeah because it's still so fresh i mean it's been out only a couple of days at this point but yeah uh, yep that's quite bracing so look forward (laughs) to that um adam sandler yeah he's definitely 
I mean, I said already Adam Driver, I really want to win Best Actor, but Adam Sandler is my, my runner-up. I do genuinely believe he's, he's deserving of all the buzz that he's getting around this film. It is the best thing he's ever done Yeah, as an actor. Um, and it's just, it does not let up. I mean, you loved Good Time. I did. The other Safdie film, which I was not so hot on, and I think a lot of that uh, was built around the hype of it and people saying, oh, it's the next Taxi Driver which oh, is really no, not. It's, not, it's no. not that good. I mean, it's good. Well, but it's not that kind of a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know why the taxi driver comparisons were happening. But I found that but... tense too. I yeah. found I... this is oh that that's a relaxing okay. day. At the okay, okay, great, great. <laughs> compared to uncut <laughs> gems, and of course with all stories of gamblers and addiction and things like that, as soon as things start to go good and you have that moment of relief of oh maybe things are going to work out. Maybe it's going to be no, no, it's fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good, and it's got this weird subplot with the. I, this is how behind the times I am. I didn't even know. I mean, I'd heard of Kevin Garnett. I'm not a basketball guy. I mean, yeah. as far as sports go, I mean, it's really just rugby for me. But I didn't know who the weekend was. Okay, or is he's a rapper? He. Mm-hmm. It's, so this is set in 2012, and I guess that's right when he came onto the scene and really peaked. He. You're talking about the weekend. The weekend. Okay. Yeah, the, okay. The, the, the rapper. Yeah, he yeah. has. Uh, he has a small role in this. Because KG's himself. been around. For a while. I mean, yeah, he's, he's retired now, forever, but he's been but around yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just say there's there's a line that Adam Sandler has that I completely I, what a stupid fucking name. I'm sorry, the weekend isn't a name; it's a fucking time. A fucking idiot. I listen to some of his shit, and it just sounds exactly like every fucking thing else. Like I, I don't give a shit about it. But there is a very funny subplot that happens with him in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just stressful and beautifully shot and very, very tense. Um, for me, I think so far, without having seen 1917, uh, I think for me it's a lock for editing. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely love the editing and the pacing. It was about two hours and ten minutes, two hours, fifteen, something like that. And I honestly did not feel a beat. As stressed as I was, as much as I was white-knuckling it through this thing, I didn't feel a beat of it. Like, it flies. It takes off and does not let up. Nice. It's great. I, I, I really I'm, can't wait for you to, to see it. And, I'm excited. And to maybe watch we can it. have a, uh, a second discourse on it. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I plan to be, whenever we end up kind of talking about Oscar stuff, yeah. w- regardless of what gets nominated, I, yeah. I plan to be a lot more. Oh, for me, this is definitely has to be screenplay editing. I, not a win for screenplay, but at least a nomination for sure. screenplay. Sure. And obviously, I think there's a nomination coming for, for Adam Sandler. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, great supporting cast too. Judd Hirsch pops up in it as oh, yeah. his father-in-law. That yeah, that's great. I, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, a lot um, of lot of fun. Great. So there you go. I mean, I mean, I we talked about it a lot, but I mean, I think we're you know walking away saying Parasite, Uncut Gems, go see it, go yeah, see them, definitely. Yeah. yeah, great. Well, um, so so this is a new thing that we'll be doing. We'll be trying to cut in some some episodes that aren't just about a single movie, but more of a, a broad broader topic that'll be sort of a fun thing to maybe, maybe something that's a little more interject. Um, off the cuff, yeah. And, off the uh, cuff, and something that's more current affairs. Yeah, exactly. We, we don't exactly. exactly, we don't exactly uh, lend ourselves to current affairs. Talking with you know about black and white films from it, the nineteen yeah. thirties, yeah, like exactly. Bringing up baby, or exactly. Other pieces of shit like uh, <laughs> a quiet. quiet. <laughs> um so so uh uh, thank again thank you for coming back and dealing with the hiatus um again uh you could find us on spotify and itunes and google play and stitcher and all those great places uh we're still on facebook still on twitter uh find us on patreon support the show all those great things and um uh tune back in next week we'll be talking about the uh the 40th anniversary and our first scorsese film we're talking about raging bull very excited are you excited i'm overjoyed this i I, i'm gonna tell you right now it's gonna be an interesting conversation it's gonna be great (laughs) uh but until next time i am adam and i am ian and we will see you next week